Let us pray. Grant that the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts, all that we offer in this time of worship, may be acceptable to you, O God, our life, our love, our strength, our Redeemer. Amen. The Psalms, 150 in total, represent the liturgical praise of the temple, written over several hundred years, many composed, we're almost certain, by David, who becomes the king of Israel, but not only by David, by others, over a long period of time. And some of them were probably written during the time that the temple had been destroyed by the Babylonians and the people had been carried off into Babylon. It reminded them of their experience when, like Moses and the people of Israel, were captive in Egypt before that time, enslaved, and how God had saved them and carried them out. And how then, during the Babylonian captivity, taken away from their homes and their temple, they weren't really sure how to worship God. And in fact, in the 137th Psalm, they ask, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Psalm 98 is uh, one of the answers uh, to that question. Instead of using the word Lord, as I read it this morning, I'm going to refer to the one whose name is I am who I am. Psalm 98, verse 1. O sing to the one whose name is I am who I am. Sing a new song. For God has done marvelous things. God's strong hand, mighty hand, and holy arm have gotten victory. The one whose name is I am who I am has made known that victory, revealed God's vindication in the sight of all the nations, all the peoples of the earth. For God has remembered that steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel, all the ends of the earth, have seen the victory of our God. These opening three verses refer back to the great history, which God had reached down into the depths of human depravity, into the mud of enslavement in which the Israelite slaves were making bricks for building the cities of Pharaoh, and lifted up a benighted people, forgotten, but not forgotten by God, remembered by God, the God who made a promise to Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob. And God called forth Moses, and Moses led the people out of slavery. How God had overcome the power of the mightiest empire on earth to save a people who had been enslaved and dehumanized and to say, you, you slaves, you shall be my people, and I shall be your God. This is a very different kind of God. 
a God who chooses to be on the side of the poor and the dispossessed, the God who has a preference for those who are ground down by economic deprivation, a God who remembers the goodness and the the vitality and the continuing reality, the authenticity of a promise that was made, God is faithful. And so the psalmist continues, make a joyful noise to the one whose name is I am who I am. Make a joyful noise to that one all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing God's praise. Sing praises to the one whose name is I am who I am, with the lyre and the lyre and the sound of the melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the sovereign of the universe, the one whose name is I am who I am. This is not some parochial, limited, partial God. This is the one who is the one who created the universe, who I am who I am. With everything that we have, all the instruments available to us, all of the ways we know in which to make a joyful noise, to join them up and to shout out the goodness of God's name. Now bear in mind that the psalmist lived in the time of the Babylonian captivity, removed from the land that God had promised. The great city of Jerusalem had been destroyed. The temple had been torn down. They didn't experience social separation or partial quarantine. Their whole lives had been ripped apart and they were completely separated. And yet the people sang a new song made a joyful noise. And the psalmist continues, and let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the one whose name is I am who I am. For that one is coming to judge the earth, who will judge the earth with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The sea and the land, the floods and the hills clap their hands together for joy. All of creation is joined in the exclamation of the goodness of the one whose name is I am who I am, together for joy. Not because everything is going just as they would have it in the current circumstances, but because the promises of God are sure that the love of God is inviolable, that the care of God, the compassion of God for God's chosen people will never be overturned. Lord knows, you and I and millions around the world Billions around the world have suffered the ravages of a pandemic, the great economic dislocation, and the incredible despair and depression 
physical and emotional and economic that has been brought on untold millions, the great food shortages which are now beginning to emerge because of the reality of COVID-19 and its effect on peoples and their cultures. In our own nation, over 127,000 people have died. Around the world, over a million. And the surge has begun again. So we might ask, as the psalmist did in 137, how shall we sing the Lord's song in this, what feels like a very foreign land? And I believe the answer comes from the psalmist who sang, oh, sing to the one whose name is I am who I am, a new song. We sing that new song by referring back, of course, to the old song. Remembering the goodness of God, the abiding presence of God, the God who will not let us go, the God who acts on behalf of those who are ground down by life and lifts them up, the God who is still speaking and calling us to be together for joy. I do feel that our congregation has exemplified and embodied the wisdom of the psalmist in all its ages, but I think especially in the last eight or nine months, the ways in which you have reached out to each other and cared for each other, the ways in which you have reached out to the world to provide care and compassion and actions of justice in the face of so much grave and grievous injustice and continued to be faithful to the gospel in season and out of season. And I do believe that the wisdom, the words of Casey and Amy about the wisdom, the faithfulness in a time like this, not to step back, but to step forward, or in the idiom of the day, to lean in to the reality of the problems not to be overcome and set back, but to be further engaged and to be found with new courage. And frankly, to express that gift of courage in a financial gift to the church. Many things have changed in our life. Any number of financial realities will have a very profound effect on the ministry of our congregation going forward in 2021 and the years to follow. But this is no time to hold back. Indeed, because of those changing realities, it is all the more important that each one of us, to whatever measure we can, making a gift that makes us feel great, can be assured that when we do so, it is a kind of song. It is a testimony of our trust in God. It is a It is a manifesto of our commitment to God's purposes in the world, not to serving our own self-interest, but to serve the world as God has called us to do within God's church, Christ's church. Defined in our journey that our feet are planted on that sacred ground, that ground of being, the one whose name is I am, who I am, 
I will be with you always. So we are together for joy. For God is good. And God's love reigns forever. Amen.